Welcome to the Boon West Movie Talk Podcast. My name is Tony, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Kaven. What's up? How are you today? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Ready to get this party started, if you call it a party. Yeah. <laughs> just the two of us. <laughs> right. We can party yeah. all night long. Just we can podcast all night long. Hey. Uh, not all night long. We don't, we don't have that much time. <sighs> we have a lot to discuss today couple things happened um from Kate Blanchett being signed on to play Lucille Ball an upcoming biopic to Sylvester Stallone's rumor that he started about Creed 2 also some move mo- oh my gosh news in some spy movies coming out next couple years so let's just go ahead and get right into it Kevin what is our first story of the day so the first story of the day Tony is Amazon Studios has announced that Kate Blanchett will be playing Lucille Ball in their upcoming film Lucy and Desi and have also speculated that Aaron Sorkin will be writing the script for it is this going to be as awards baby as it sounds and if so whom should they cast to play Desi okay so I know we just talked about this not too long ago First of all, I think it's definitely going to be as Ward's baby as it sounds. I think there's already going to be some Oscar buzz around this pick. Um, Amazon Studios did a film last year, Manchester by the Sea, which got a lot of love for it. And then you have Kate Blanchett, who's always an Oscar favorite for anything she's in. You know, she could, she can do no wrong in the Oscars' eyes. She's almost like Meryl Streep in a way. So I do think that this is already a Ward's-heavy film going on. Plus, it's a biopic. Then you also include Aaron Sorkin, who wrote the likes of uh, The Social Network, Moneyball, Steve Jobs. Like, he did these big biopic-y films. So I think this is definitely going to fall into that realm. And then if you think about it, it's also kind of a period piece, which the Oscars love, too. So this, this really has awards buzz written all over it already. As far as Desi goes, my first thought uh, for this role was actually Oscar Isaac. He was most recently in the Star Wars, uh, not Reboot, but the Star Wars sequels as Poe Dameron. And he's also been in Ex Machina. He was inside Lewin Davis. So he's, he's a very talented actor already. And he's shown that he has a lot of range and he can do quite a bit. He also showed in Inside Lewin Davis that he can sing and act at the same time, which is something Desi Arnaz did, which was sing and act, and he, you know, he was, he, was, he was such a threat in that way that he could do everything he needed to do. So that's why I would say they'd be smart to pick someone like Oscar Isaac. That, and he is about 10 years younger, which is with, or 10 years younger than Kate Blanchett, and Desi was actually about 10 years younger than Lucy. So I just think it'll be a perfect fit with Oscar and Kate. You know, two rock star actors and actresses just working together. What about you, Kevin? You know, I think it would be a good pick. I think you know, he would be a good pick for, you know, all the right reasons of what you just mentioned. I'm not going to repeat it, but my pick, I would think that uh, who I think would be a great person to play that role would be uh, John Leguizamo. Um, who's played in multiple movies. He's played the voiceovers in a lot of movies. Like mm-hmm. Ice Age um, is a big one. He was the sloth, right? Mm-hmm. He's played in uh, Moulin Rouge. Um, and a big one is Too Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julian Newmar, which is... <laughs> I know how my, much you love that movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. But I just think he has that, that very possible Puerto Rican feel as Desi always had, 
Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who they announce. The real interesting thing is I feel like both of our picks, in some way, like Desi Arnaz had such a unique look to him. But I think, in that same respect, both of our picks kind of, I feel like, could pull that Desi Arnaz look off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just like I can already picture Kay Blanchett as Lucio Ball. You know, we saw what she did in theater playing Catherine Hepburn. So clearly she's shown she can really transform into another person. And I can already just picture her doing the, the Lucy laugh and the... You know, you know the, the, whining the yeah, the whining and the pouting, you know, and everything. Oh, yeah. and I'm looking forward. To I'm it. really excited to see her. It'd be really great just to see. I could just, I could picture this steel ball's face right now. You know? Yeah, exactly. But I'm just, I'm super excited. It's one of my, one of my favorite old time shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually just recently recorded some of the episodes. <laughs> my DVR, believe it or not, I saw that it was playing early. Three, four o'clock in the morning. And this was even before this news through kind of broke to Hallmark, us. So I was like, uh, I'm going to record some of these. Right. This was even before this was even brought up. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's it's a great show, and I think it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it would be a great movie. I just hope it's not as Oscar heavy, awards baity as a lot of movies have been. I think Aaron Zorkin has shown that he can be very heavy in that area you know movies like the social network and moneyball and steve jobs like y'all said yes they were nominated for several awards but they were also very 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 oscar-y movies so i'm hoping he tones down that uh, that bit just a little only because to do a lucy and desi movie it wouldn't feel right to make it so oscar heavy if you kind of catch what i'm saying because they weren't... Yeah, it's a super lively movie. Exactly. Or a su- super lively show is what it and was. And the two were very lively and together. It wasn't so serious and dramatic exactly, all the time. Exactly. It was very, you know, lovey-dovey or, oops, what did I do? Mm-hmm. You know, or whiny or... And even, or, their, you know? even their relationship off-camera off was, was basically the same thing. I wrote a paper back in college about I Love Lucy and everything. And Lucy's, I mean... She was a hilarious person, you know. It wasn't something that she tried to be funny. She was just funny the way she was. So as long as they capture that and they don't make it so kind of dreary and serious, Dramatic yes, and you know, I drawn out. I kind of hope Andy Sorkin does something different with this one, where he makes it kind of more of a comedy than a drama. Well, that's sort of like what I felt like with Social Network too. I thought with Social see that Network, yes, I think it was very dramatic but it did have its really good comedic moments it did it did but i think that for me it was a little bit more dramatic than what it probably should have been but i just hope that it focuses more on the the comedy and less the Mm -hmm. dramatic or drama scene that you know i'm just hoping for the best me as well so caven what is our second piece of news today well, the second one is that Sylvester Stallone. Teaser. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Sylvester. Sylvester. If you're listening, I apologize. Teases that Dolph Lundgren uh, will be returning for Creed Two. How true is this, and how will this work? I don't think this is true. I think this is, you know, Sylvester Stallone. Who? Sylvester Stallone. I don't know him. Yeah. 
Sylvester. Oh, sorry, Sylvester Stallone. Okay, okay. My bad. I know. Um, I think it's just him being funny. I don't. I don't know how this would work. I, I just. It's a very. It, it'd be a hard concept to sell, you know. Now, if if this is true, if Dolph Lundgren does come back as Ivan Drago, which for those of you who haven't seen the Rocky films, Ivan Drago was a Russian that Rocky fought in uh, Rocky IV. And it was, a, it was a dramatic fight, obviously, like all of them. But it was, it was even more dramatic because Ivan Drago was this machine. He actually killed Apollo Creed. So I can kind of see, you know, this, the, the, this franchise or this newer reboot franchise focuses on Adonis Creed, who is the son of Apollo. Now, if they were to bring back the man who murdered Adonis's dad, I can see where that would kind of work in a very, very interesting way. But... I don't, I don't know if I trust this to be accurate. If it is accurate, I hope that they're going to do it with the respect that they did with the Creed film, where they don't, where they make this franchise like Rocky, and make it not such a joke. And you know that's what I loved about what Ryan Coogler did with Creed. And I think if he takes the helm on this one again and is a co-writer and the director again, I think that this would work. If they were to bring him in, I would say the only way to do it. Is, for, or is to have Ivan Drago's son also be a boxer and for Adonis Creed to take on Ivan Drago's son. So I know you've not really seen any of these movies. You know, I've seen bits and pieces of the Rocky <laughs> films um, whenever I was younger and just... I don't know if it wasn't that I wasn't interested in it or it was just because I was young. But I haven't actually... I can't say that I've given the Rocky films the greatest chance. I should re-watch them just to, you know, freshen up, but, yeah, I can't say much on to this topic. Yeah, so if, like I said, as long as they just do it with respect, I think then we'll be fine. I do just hope that this is all kind of farce and not fact. Um, I hope it's Sylvester Stallone, just, like I said, being Sylvester Stallone. So, fingers crossed if he is in there, Please, please, Ryan Coogler, you haven't let me down yet. Don't let me down. Make it work. Thank you. <laughs> well, on to our next question. <laughs> Casey Affleck has made comment that brother Ben Affleck uh, will be pulling out of the solo Batman movie after the Justice League. Do we buy this or not? No. I don't. I don't. I think... So, in the other context of this news I read was that this was on Ben Affleck's birthday, and apparently the two kind of like to mess with each other in these weird, awkward ways. Why he would say it on a late show, I'm not sure why. That doesn't seem wise to me. I don't think so either. I don't think that his publicist would recommend <laughs> his brother coming out onto national television and making that type of a comment, if it were true or not. Um... I don't think so. I think it's sort of, how do I say this without, I think it's easy money. What's kind of... He's already in that scene. Um, I don't know how many more that they plan on making, but... Let's kind of play devil's advocate here, just a little bit. Say Casey Affleck does have some insider secrets. Say he and Ben are super close and they talk a lot, and Ben mentioned to him, you know, Casey, I just, I just can't do this role anymore. According to Ben Affleck, this isn't in our top stories because it just recently came out. 
But Ben Affleck did say, I think it was Ben Affleck that said it anyways, that the Justice League film was unwatchable. Unwatchable before they started reshoots. So if that's the case, if Ben Affleck's involved in a project that he finds himself unwatchable, that he is in, and then he finds himself supposedly directing this Batman movie, not only directing, but writing it. He was slated to write and direct the solo Batman movie. They pulled... And well, and star in it. it. Yes. Yeah. So, first they pulled him from writing it. Or, yes, first they pulled him from writing it. They said, you know, we're going to go this route. And then he decided that, you know, he couldn't do this if he couldn't... He, he can't direct this film if he can't do it his way. And then he dropped out of directing it. So, I mean, it's been strike one, strike two. If Justice League fails, could that be strike three? It could be, you know, to be honest, as you're, you're right, you know, thinking of it in that, in that respect. Uh, I just don't think that the relationship that they do have, that I know that they have, that I think that they have, that they would, that he would just go out there and just say that, mm -hmm. unless if it was for some quirky reason, mm -hmm. I guess. Like I said, I don't buy it. I'm just kind of trying to play, if it was true, the angle that that would be, and why and I Ben Affleck would want to be out there. And the I other mean, thing is, if if I had that decision to make, I would probably go with that same decision if it was mm -hmm. because of that reason. But and I mean, just to kind of get into that a little bit, because that that just frustrates me beyond belief is what DCU is doing with Ben Affleck right now. I mean, you're talking about one of the best. And I mean it. I would say probably top three actor to directors in Hollywood right now. You're pulling him from not only writing his own movie, not only directing it and starring in it, but you're pulling him from all of that. And you're saying, no, you're only going to portray Batman. You know? I mean, you're talking to the guy who wrote and directed Argo, an Academy Award winning film. You're talking to the guy who wrote and directed a movie like The Town. I mean, Ben Affleck has shown that he can write and direct incredibly well. He wants to do this Batman movie the way he believes it should be done, the way he knows this character to be, the way he played this character in Batman v Superman. You want to take all of that away from him and tell him how he's doing this role. I'd be pissed too. You know? You can't tell me how my character should be. I know my character. You don't know my character. So, I mean, I could see why he would be upset about this and why if the Justice League does fail, if it really is as unwatchable... As he said it was, I believe it was him anyways, like I said again. But I, I, I could see how someone like that would maybe not want to, or would no longer want to associate himself with this. But like you said, I don't, I don't really think this is true. If, if it is true, then I totally understand. If it's not true, I don't... For that reason. For, exactly, for that if reason. For any other reason than that. I'd... Yeah. I don't see it for being for some silly reason. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go ahead before I get any more frustrated with this whole Ben Affleck DCU debacle. Let's just move on to our next topic, Kevin. What's up? Well, the next topic is production on Mission Impossible 6. You heard that right. 6 is now delayed as a result of Tom Cruise breaking his ankle while performing a stunt. Director Christopher McQuarrie states that uh, this will not delay the release date in any way. Now... I just actually recently read up a little bit of information uh, here, say, um, of his personal life, but I'm not going to bring that part in. It's commendable that he's doing all of his own stunts, 
and that you know he did break his ankle doing. But what time was it that he was doing? He was like jumping to a wall or something like that. Okay, so the traditional S- Mi six type. Mm-hmm. Which what what are they called in Mission Impossible? Mi six. I don't remember. What, what is this storyline going to be about? I don't Do know. know. I don't know where they're going to go with his character. I don't know what's going I on mean, with this story. What was the last one that they did, Ghost Protocol? No, that was four. The last one was Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to go with the story in the first place. It just seems so, so redundant. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing. Just over bigger and action over sequences. Again. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I do like that he does a lot of his own stunts. I think that's, that's really good. And. I mean, the films are enjoyable to watch for me, but it's not like, oh, great, you know, Mission Impossible. It's, oh, Mission Impossible is mm-hmm. not just watch it. But Here, I, mean, I don't know. I think, I don't think that it, a broken ankle should. There's so many different scenes that they can shoot outside of. Well, that's what they plan on doing. That it won't delay the, the mm-hmm. delivery, but... He stated that while... Tom Cruise's ankle heals up, they're going to start focusing on all the scenes he's not in. Which, if you've seen any, any of the Mission Impossible movies, he's in basically every scene. So I don't know how many scenes they have to film while he heals a broken ankle. That's not just something that heals overnight or in a couple weeks. That's, that's something that takes time. Now, my biggest issue with this piece of news is we get it, Tom Cruise. You do your own stunts. Good for you. But, I mean, you know karma's going to come back to you. You hung from a building in Mission Impossible 4. You hung from a plane in Mission Impossible 5. Like, there's only so much a human body can take. Which one was it that he was jumping from the building to the other building? I don't remember. But it's just... He's one of the very, very few actors in Hollywood who does their own stunts. Okay, not only... Do I think that's just silly in the first place? But doing your own stunts just, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Because if you're an actor, you're getting paid to be there every day. You're getting paid to show up and do your thing as an actor, you know? And then you have stunt people there, people who are paid to do these stunts for you so you don't get hurt, so you don't delay production. That's why these stunt people are doing these jobs. So I don't know why he's wanting to do all his own stunts. To show that he can do it. Exactly. I mean, we get it. That's all. We get it. You can do it, Tom Cruise. You know, you're, like I said, one of the very few actors in Hollywood who does his own stunts, and I applaud him for that. I really do. But I think there comes a point where he needs to realize he can't keep doing his own stunts. And I think that's where we're at right now, is that he just needs to realize he can't do his own stunts all the time. So I just, I just feel like he needs to kind of cool it just a little bit and, you know, maybe let the stunt people jump in every now and then, literally. Exactly. The well, other spy news, Daniel Craig has announced that he will be returning one last time in, James, or in the untitled James Bond 25th film. So, yeah. Kaven, you are the one who... You've... You've seen pretty much all the James Bond movies. I am not near as acquainted with them as you are. So before I weigh in my opinion, I really want to know what you have to say about this. I'm really excited about it. You know, I don't 
I really liked James Craig in the last several Daniel movies. Craig? What did I say? James Craig. Edit <laughs> <laughs> that out. <laughs> not editing that out. Edit <laughs> <laughs> it out. I, I don't know why I said James. Because we're talking about James oh, Bond. James Bond. <laughs> This is getting edited out yesterday. Damn. <laughs> I just lost track of my thought. One thing you love about James Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> um, I know. I just think that he was a great actor. I liked him in all of the, uh, the most recent films of James Bond. Starring Daniel <laughs> you Craig. Daniel Bond. <laughs> Let me stop it. <laughs> I can't believe that. Um... So much wine. <laughs> um, no, we've had a couple glasses of wine today, but we're fine, I promise. Anyways, no, I think he's been a great. He's played the role pretty well. My still my all time favorite is Sean Connery. Sean Connery is my favorite. Um, you know, Pierce Brosnan, not my favorite. Really, not my favorite. Well, what I think is, I, I like this. You know. Um, this is really the Bond that, as sad as it sounds, I grew up with, because I didn't watch any Bonds before Daniel Craig. So I think that what, you, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see that this is the, this is the route that they're going to go with this 25th Bond film, or Bond 25 as they're calling it right now. And I'm excited to see Daniel Craig come back one more time. My only worry is that, you know, before they filmed Spectre, he was already saying he's getting tired. He's getting exhausted of doing these Bond films because they are so much on the body. So my only worry is, you know, if you've seen Spectre, I know you have, he kind of checks out a little bit. You can see it's, it's not the same Bond that we saw in Casino Royale and Skyfall. Skyfall and Quantum of Solace, not in that order, obviously. But it's not the same Daniel Craig, James Bond we see in those. It's a different one. We see a more kind of lackadaisical one who just doesn't seem to really want to do anything, it looks like. So as long as he comes and brings it and brings the James Bond, you know, that we've known from him, then I'm all for this. Plus, I really, really want them to bring back Christoph Waltz as, I can't think of his character's name right now, but his character from... Spectre. I think they set it up to bring him back. I hope they bring him back. Christoph Waltz is one of my favorite actors working today. And I think he can be an amazing villain like he's shown in Glorious Bastards. So as long as they bring him back again and you have both him and Daniel Craig performing to the best they can and actually trying with this film, I have no issues with Daniel Craig coming back. So I think he'll bring it. You know, I think he brought it in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Three out of four yeah. is what we're talking about. He's been a great lead. Not only that, but Skyfall, from all the James Bond movies I've seen, which isn't many, not as many as you, but of all the ones I've seen, Skyfall, I would say, is probably one of the best James Bond films out there. Both villain-wise and with, you know, and with him himself. So I'm excited to see if they bring, the, if they bring what they brought in Skyfall and bring it into this Bond 25 film. I am all for it. I'm all game. I'm buying my ticket. I'm going. If it's more like a Spectre, I don't, I don't know if I want to go. I'm still going to see it regardless. I know you are. <laughs> because I do like the, the films a lot. But, 
I don't know. I don't think anything's going to... I'd have to say, as I said just a little bit ago, Sean Connery is my favorite. James Bond. And then my overall, my, one of my favorite James Bond, I don't know why, is the Casino Royale uh, with Daniel Craig. I mean, is, it started a new James Bond. Yes, it did. And mm-hmm. it was it was very good. And I really enjoyed it. I agree. So, hopefully, you know, this this does work out. And hopefully we get a really, really good Bond film that we can talk about in a future episode. And just look back at this and say, you know what? I think he's he, going to bring he, it. He did do well. I think so. Well, that's, that's really our, our news for the day. Um, it is time for... Guess what movie we watched last night? That's still not the title of this game, or really the theme song, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. If you could see the look he is giving me right now. All right, so I want to go first this time. <laughs> oh, you're going first, not the winner. Okay, that's fine. You do you. I've got to win this time. <laughs> okay, right. I'm not sure if you've actually watched this movie. Oh, fantastic. I've seen it several times. I've actually kind of... I liked it from the beginning, and then it's kind of interesting to watch it, like, watching it several times over. Um, so, this one, it's 2006. Uh, it is a drama, mm-hmm. or a crime drama, starring Judy Dench. 2006 crime drama starring Judy Dench? Mm-hmm. Ugh. The only thing I can... I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's actually pretty good. I don't think I have. Interesting. The only she thing... She plays a very interesting The only character. thing I can think of Judy Dench in are the Bond films. I, I kind of feel like that's just because we were just talking about Bond. Um, if I had to take a random shot in the dark, I would say Murder on Route 66. Ooh. No. I know, I just I just made that up with a couple titles from different movies. I, I felt like that. <laughs> um, but Notes on a Scandal. Yeah, I've never even heard of that movie. Really? Really. It's a really good movie. It has Kate Blanchett in it, Ooh. as we were just talking about. Right? <laughs> um, basically, just to give you a little bit of information, Kate uh, Blanchett and Judy Dench are both teachers uh, in a school. Kate Blanchett has an affair with one of her students. <gasps> Judy Dench knows this, but has Scandal. she has a um, an affection. Judy Dench has an affection towards Kate Blanchett. Is it like Carol meets The Reader? I don't think you've seen either of those movies. No. Okay, The Reader. Kate Winslet <clears throat> falls in love with a younger man, and then Carol is about this woman named Carol, played by Kate Blanchett, and then Rooney Mara, who falls in love with Carol. <laughs> So is it kind of like a mixture of the two movies? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at that. But, uh, no, it's actually, it kind of grows on you. She plays sort of like a dark character that hmm. wants to sort of blackmail Kate Blanchett a little bit. Ooh. Sounds very scandalous. You better be <laughs> taking some notes. <laughs> All right, well, my movie came out in 2014. It is a comedy starring Cameron Diaz. Comedy starring Cameron Diaz, 2014. Mm-hmm. I thought it was newer. I thought it was 2015. It wasn't. So I was moving in theaters, though. Did you really? I did. Is it uh, What Happens in Vegas? Nope. That's guess number one, and you are wrong. Yeah. 
And it's a comedy. I think you may have seen this movie. I'm not 100% sure. I do like Cameron Diaz. I know. That's why I think you may have seen it. If you haven't seen it, you've definitely heard of it. So what's your final guess? I don't know. The Other Woman. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I have seen it. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, we went to that in theaters, and... I mean, we had a good little chuckle over it every now and then. <laughs> it wasn't the best movie, but it was. It had its moments. So what is your next movie, Cave Cave? Comedy. Yeah. yeah, comedy. Is this like your last week's action? I guess sci-fi. 2003. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. Freaky Friday. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it was an easy one. Okay, fun fact about me. I'm like a closeted Lindsay Lohan lover. Now, yeah. No, old Lindsay Lohan. Old Lindsay Lohan. Bef like, Mean Girls before Lindsay Lohan. So like, Freaky Friday and Mean Girls. Really, that's, that's about Lindsay Lohan. That, you know, secret crush for. Um, everything after that, not so much. But yeah. So I, I, know, I know my uh, early 2000s Lindsay Lohan movies. <laughs> All right. So that's one point for me, Cave Cave. Better step it up. My next movie is a 2001 drama musical starring Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. Mm-hmm. He was also um, in The Impossible with Naomi Watts a couple of years back. He was Lumineer in The Beauty and the Beast. That just came out this year. Um, I really don't know what else he was in other than those. Which year did you say? 2001. Oh, he was also in like the early Star Wars films, I think. Maybe. I don't know. 100% certain on that one. Comedy? No, Comedy? Like, a, like a drama musical. He was in early Star Wars movies, looking at a picture of him. Like a, like a drama-ish musical. A drama musical. I'm almost positive you've seen this one. I think. Now that I say it out loud and you give me that look, I think you might have seen this one. <laughs> Any guesses? No. Moulin Rouge. Haven't seen it. You haven't seen Moulin Rouge? No. Caven, you're killing me. I've seen bits and pieces because that's all. Very few bits and pieces. All I've seen are bits and pieces too. I've tried watching it on several so you occasions. You really haven't seen it like last no. night. No, actually, I did watch that one literally like last night. That's not even a joke. You've seen bits and pieces. But every time I try and sit and watch the full and the movie in full, I fall asleep. Me too. I, That's what's happened. I don't know I what it, it is. I the first, like, 15, mm -hmm. 20 minutes, and then I'm done. Now, here's the crazy thing. I can watch any other musical and not fall asleep. There's something about that one. That's the lighting in the movie, I think. I don't know what it is, but I <laughs> fall asleep so... Like, if I need to fall asleep quick, that's the movie I put on, and I feel so bad. Because I know it's a good movie, but I just can't stay awake for so it. So mine, my last one. If I get this, you lose automatically, just... Throwing that out there again like I did last time. I week. don't know which actor or actress to give you. Okay. Is it because there's only two in there? <laughs> no. Two main ones? No. But I gotta strategically pick this one. Okay. Okay, I'll just go for it. 2002 Crime Morgan Freeman. 2002 Crime Morgan Freeman? Yes. That's the one with Hillary Swank, isn't it? I'm thinking Slumdog, or not Slumdog Millionaire, Million Dollar Baby. That's not it. That's 2004. Um, 
It's not Along Came a Spider, is it? Because I think that was older than that. I don't know, Johnny. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you, he said. Um, I, I don't know. I can't... I, am I going to know it when you say it? Am I going to feel Probably. real stupid? I hope so. Me too. Let's see. 2002 Crime starring Morgan Freeman. That would be... Uh, I don't know. So it's a crime. Mm-hmm. 2002 mm -hmm. Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. High crime. Never seen it. Never even heard of it. Has Ashley Judd in it. Don't know who that is. He plays sort of a drunken attorney. Weird. Her husband, uh, Ashley Judd's husband, is in the military. And what is it called? Ambidextrix? Ambidextrous? Yeah. He's able to use both hands. Ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. I think. <laughs> Something like that. Anyways, um, he was being charged for the murder of people in this country. Mm -hmm. And she had no idea of this side of him. Huh. And it's her, she's an attorney, but she's not a military attorney. Morgan Freeman's a military attorney, so they work together to try to try to get her husband out of jail. Huh. Maybe you'll have to visit it one of these days. It's pretty good. Well, so is my next movie. I have it, too. Well, maybe I'll have to borrow it from you. Mm -hmm. Once you finally let me borrow Kill Bill Volume 2. Anyways, my last movie, you have to get this to tie. I don't know the tiebreakers, I guess, just to, just a tie. No one wins this week, I guess. Cave movie. Uh, no, nice try. Is a, I almost said the movie again. <laughs> I almost did too early. <laughs> it's 1986 action film starring Tom Cruise. If you don't get this, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> 86 action? Yeah. Are we talking about like Mission Impossible? We're talking about like, no. So there's one guess. Fudge. <laughs> you mean fluff. Fluff. <laughs> fluff and fluff. Um, action. Tom action. Cruise. Tom Cruise. 86. It's a total like bro-down movie too. Yeah. If you were in a sor or sorority, if you were in a fraternity, this would be like your total like, let's go bro movie. I would think. I know I was never in a fraternity. Oh. Oh, Top Gun? Yes, like Top Gun. Yeah. I totally gave you that one. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you would have got it unless I said Tom Cruise. Or not Tom Cruise, Bro Down. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, though. You almost didn't get it. It was. I was thinking action and we were just talking mm -hmm. about Mission Impossible. I know. That's what my issue was with the other one that you said. With the Judy Ditch one. <laughs> so, I guess it's a tie, which means no one wins. No one loses, though. No, you don't win. You I don't default. You know. <laughs> I win by default. That's not how that works. I'm pretty sure. No. Plus, if we are going to pick a winner, I'm pretty sure I would win since I, 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 the one I saw was like in seconds, and you needed like way more hints. So really, I think I would have won. But it's because it was a be, super easy one, and Top Gun wasn't. Top Gun wasn't as easy as you know. I've seen Top Friday. Gun once. Jamie Lee Curtis. What other movies has she played in besides Halloween? Top That's not. That's a comedy. Tom, Come on. Tom Cruise. Tell me. Tom Cruise in the 80s. Action. Action. Yeah, Mission Impossible is in the 90s. First of all, get your years straight, I think. I think, yeah. <laughs> Point is, no one wins, no one loses, except for our 
listeners right now, I guess, for hearing this petty little fight, but it's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> still no. So, starting now, actually, um, because our Twitter, like I said last episode, is officially up, we're going to start taking a customer, or customer, wow, my back at work, we're going to start taking a fan question um, every episode and see what our fans have to say. So, t- stop saying Caven wins by default. First of all, I don't even think your mic can pick it up. Secondly, you don't. So anyways, as I was saying about the fan question, they still can't hear you when you're saying that. This question today comes from at WM Pasker, who asks, what is your guys' favorite director, actor, actress, etc.? So, well, I want to speak. Oh, okay. Real quick. Go for it. I just have to say my favorite actor or actress. Um, I have to say my favorite actress. I've mentioned her pretty much in the last several podcasts. So you have to bring it up today. <laughs> I have to bring it up today. I think bring her up. <laughs> she will be mentioned in every almost every podcast because <laughs> she's just that amazing. Um, she does everything. She's in everything. Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. She can play any role you give her. She can get so into character, so out of character. She's just, she's just that loving, caring. No, she's been. She's a great. She's a great actress. I think she can play any role, as I was just saying, and she can just badass. Just, yeah, <laughs> badass. I agree. She is totally badass. Um, I would like to kind of focus on the director part of this question. Um, I know you you don't know as many directors as I do. I would think maybe right. But in this day and age, I would like to say that it used to be, I think you could attest to this with me, it used to be actors and actresses brought people to the theaters. I think it is slowly shifting to directors bring people to the theaters. I think people will go see movies if they see Steven Spielberg's name on it, James Cameron's name, Quentin Tarantino. I will see anything he puts out because he is... I, I will say right now, he is my favorite director. I'm not going to use that as my answer right now, but I will say he is my favorite director. But Denis Villeneuve, who, who, who's more recent, you know, he just, he did Sicario, he did Prisoners, he did Enemy, he just did Arrival last year, and now he's doing Blade Runner 2049. You see these, the, the directors are what are bringing people to come see the movies now. And I think of one director who I saw his first movie in 2013 I saw his second movie in 2016 and I am or 2015 sorry and I am beyond excited for his movie coming out next year I'm talking about none other than Ryan Ryan Motherfluffin Coogler he is perfection as a director to me so his first movie was Fruitvale Station I, I know you've never seen it you've probably never even heard of it a lot of people have never heard of this movie, but it is a perfect movie from beginning to end, in my opinion. He directed, in 2015, Creed. Once again, I would say a perfect movie from beginning to end. He has shown he can take the true story of a person in Fruitvale Station, and he can make that person's last day on Earth something special. He showed he can take such a small film, but make it have a giant impact. He's shown with Creed he can take a tired and really a joke of a franchise and make it something new, fresh, and even get a character 
and an actor like Sylvester Stallone and Rocky Balboa nominated for an Academy Award and almost win. Next year, he's doing a superhero movie. He's doing Black Panther, which I, I mean, that is my most anticipated movie in the next five years. I cannot wait for Black Panther next year because Ryan Coogler's name is attached to it. So that's why I would think that the directors are bringing people to the movies now more than the actors and the actresses a little bit. And that's why I would say Ryan Coogler is the one director these days that I will go see anything he puts out until he proves that he that, that he's not as good as his movies suggest. Like I said, Fruitvale Station, perfect movie. Creed, perfect movie. Black Panther, if I was to put my money on it, based on the trailer we saw, based on the images saw, based on everything we've seen from that movie, perfect movie. So, three movies, three A-pluses, Ryan Coogler, all the fluff and way. <laughs> and just for those of you who are a little bit wondering why we keep saying fluff, um, we decided to replace the F-bomb with... Me? Myself and another coworker decided to replace the F-bomb with a less derogatory word such as fluff because it sounds nicer. So... That's what it's for. Kevin wins by default. No, he does not. Well, well, Kevin, is there anything else you have for our wonderful listeners tonight? There isn't. Just thank you for listening as always. We appreciate it. And don't forget to hit us up in order to ask us another question. And you can be featured next week. True story. You sure can. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Midwest Movie. Also, you can follow me at Tony J. Hayek and also on TonyTalksMovies.blogspot.com. As always, thank you for listening and tuning in as our very, very supportive and dedicated fans. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.